Okay, welcome back to the Success Money Marriage Podcast. I'm your co-host, Steve Siebold. And I'm Dawn Siebold. In today's episode, we're going to talk about learning how money works. My favorite topic. It's a big topic. It's something you have to have as a, as a business owner. But as it relates to working together, <laughs> money will most likely be your biggest argument. Cash flow. Cash flow is the king, obviously, but it's the lifeblood of any business. And if you don't have cash, you're dead. It's over, you know? And so we're going to talk about some of the basics of, of how money works that a lot of people that we've talked to over the years, entrepreneur friends of ours, people that want to be entrepreneurs, couples, single people, whatever, um, they don't know these basic things. Right. And so we're going to talk about just basically the things you need to know. And believe it or not, we're going to cover it in a very short show here. The, the, basically, the three if things you If you don't you repeat yourself know. over and over, we will. She's, you're so irritating. It's, I mean, you know, just I'm trying, did, wait, we just I'm did trying one on to be patient. We just did one on patient. But you're so okay, irritating. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll say you, you'll stop. 37 I'll, I'll years. You're going to, 38 no, years. No. Now you're going to stop? Gee, thanks for that. But so, I also don't want the, I don't want the audience. 38 years, I, I you stop the, for like 10 minutes? I don't want the audience to think that not understanding about money is their fault. It really isn't. Because we weren't taught this in school. We're not taught in schools, typically. And our parents, I mean, if you had a parent that taught you about money, congratulations. Because my mother worked for a bank. And I mean, her whole entire career that I remember and she never taught me about money I mean I knew she was saving but it was not like we sat down we had that conversation uh, you know here's how you save money here's how you so for those of you who are out here thinking I have never heard these concepts you're not alone and and don't feel bad because most of us haven't heard these yeah there are things that you can easily you'll understand them just in a few minutes I mean they're not but they're things that most people have never understood and you know I mean I talk to the media almost every day specifically the financial press because I've written four books on you know around the topic of of money when we, you know, psycho, psychological concepts around money. And uh, a lot of the financial people don't know either. Maybe not real financial people, but financial reporters, right? You know, anchors of shows, financial shows, those kinds right. of things. So, so let's get right into it. So, why don't you explain to people um, the concept that, that Albert Einstein called the, the eighth wonder of the world? Uh, people that the word most closely associated with this concept is magic, although it's math, not magic. And that concept is compound interest. So explain compound interest in a way that people can okay, well, easily digest it. Yeah. I, well, so compound interest is uh, you put money in a, in a vehicle, uh, uh, a contract, or you can put money in the bank, which is not where rich people keep their money, but you can do that. And you could put your principal in your deposit, basically is $100, and then it compounds it has compound interest, so it's interest on interest. So let's say you put a hundred dollars in and you get, you know, ten percent. Now you have one hundred and ten dollars, right? So it's interest on the hundred. So you get the ten dollars plus the hundred dollars, and then the next year you get another ten percent. So you're you're timesing that ten percent interest times one hundred and ten, not your original hundred. So it's interest on interest, and and you know what's really amazing and 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 probably very sad is that most of us learn compound interest for the first time when we either buy our first car or we get our first American Express and we have a negative feeling about interest on interest. It works against us. (laughs) I'll never forget that time we had just gotten married and we would go out to eat once a a week. We would go to Chili's and I remember we put it on our American Express and uh, and I just remember looking at the American Express bill going, 
okay, Steve, if we if we don't pay the principal off and the interest, we're just keeping getting interest. There's no way we can financially pay this credit we card off. We can't catch up. We'll never we can't catch, catch up. up. saying that. We yeah. cannot catch up. And the same thing with your car payment. You know, you buy a car payment and they say, well, you know, it's going to be $300 a month. Well, that's your payment without the interest rate. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you think I can, I can handle $300 a month. So unfortunately, a lot of us learn compound interest and we have a negative relationship with it because we are behind, we're behind the eight ball. And I can't tell you how many student loans that are having a high interest rate that compounds. So it's the same thing. You don't pay off that balance every month that compounds. And, you know, eventually it just gets so far out of hand that a lot of people need professional help getting those debt bills down because of the interest on interest. So, uh, but if you have that interest working for you, um, I, I love the way you say it. You know, what the rich do is, you know, we use that, get their money working for them. And basically, uh, well, you tell the story. They're like employees, right? You throw them out there and get them interest on interest and they work for you. Yeah, I mean, compound interest either works for you or against you. For the for the masses, for the middle class. Well, you were talking about back back in the day when we had no money. Um, you're you know you're you're. I remember we were that one time you said we're thirteen thousand dollars, and this is a long time ago. Thirteen thousand oh, yeah. dollars and thirteen thousand dollars was more than it is now. Um, thirteen thousand dollars in debt, and we're paying. It was like twenty three percent interest. And I remember you saying that. I remember you mm-hmm. saying, there's no way we can catch up because we can't afford to pay more than the minimum, minimum, payment. minimum payment. payment. I forgot what that we was. Right, I mean, that right. kind of, yeah, what they called it. <laughs> minimum payments. We can't afford. There's no way. We didn't have any more money. And when you said we go to Chili's, we'd put it on, we'd put it on the American Express or the Visa or whatever it was right. because we couldn't afford to pay cash. I remember we had a friend that paid cash. It was $22 usually for the for the meal. You know, this was 30 Back in years the 80s. Ago. Early uh, 90s. Yeah, early, early 90s. 90s. Yeah, right, probably late right. 80s. Probably late you can get a full of two meals and an appetizer and Diet Cokes for $22. 22 bucks. And we had these neighbors that were friends of ours that that, um, that were making more money, and they would pay the 22 bucks in cash plus tip. We're like, who has cash? Who does that? Who has $22 in cash plus tip? Every week. Remember we talked about Every yeah. week they do this, and we were like, yeah. there's no... I mean, it might sound funny to people that have a lot of money, mm-hmm. but it's not when you... You have no money. Right. I mean, it really is. So compound interest works for you or against you. Again, it, for most people, it's working against them. But for the wealthy, that's their favorite thing. Because if you've ever seen an Ill- a financial illustration, very work with. If you haven't, I recommend you do work with a financial person. Um, you know, if you if you uh, if you don't have one, we have an organization of ten thousand people in fifty states that that we do these things every day. But if you have a financial person that you really trust, work with them and ask them to run. If you've never seen one, run a financial illustration with compound interest over a period of 10 15 20 years and you won't believe how it grows it's crazy it's un, it's that's why they, they people say it's like magic it's hard to believe until you actually do the calculations yourself and prove it you know we wrote a book tom matthews one of our business partners um and myself we wrote this book called how money works and if you're watching you can see this on the on the tape but you, if you on camera if you are listening to it, it's called how money works stop being a sucker and it's the number one selling financial book since 2020. It's the number one selling financial book in the United States. And it's very, very simple. It's a short read. It's like an hour long. I mean, it takes like an hour to read it, basically. Uh, maybe an hour and a half if you're a slow reader like I am. But basically, we just cover things like compound interest and, and simple things that once you understand it, you want to get it working for you. And what Don's talking about is what I was talking about in a speech I gave last night about this. I said, you know, the wealthy, one of the things we learned from them, interviewing them for 38 years, is they treat treat their dollars like employees, like employees that never, never take a break, never take a vacation, never stop, never, uh, you know, sleep. They just go out there 24 seven. Those dollars are working for you and they're creating more money for you. And the, and the, one of the things that people ask in the media all the time was about, 
you know, how do the wealthy, what, what do they, do they have big salaries, whatever. They may have big salaries, they might not have big salaries. They might be getting dividends, they might not be getting, probably all those things put together, but the rich don't live off of any of those things. No. They live off of interest. Right. Interest. That's it. That's how the rich very get Very seldom touch the principal. They never touch the principal. Well, yeah, yeah. very seldom, very touch, seldom the touch the principal. They are freaks about it. They buy things on interest. They live on interest. It's all interest. So they're getting richer every single day, whether they're, whether they're, you know, whether their income is, um, is almost irrelevant because it's, it's interest on interest on interest. And it just compounds over time because mostly because they understand the concept. The good thing is you don't have to be rich to benefit from compound interest. You just have to understand really how it works. And 99 out of 100 people really, they think they understand it, but they really don't because they've never seen the illustration where it jumps. It, it's, it's just normal. It's pretty normal for the first couple of years. And all of a sudden, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, it starts leaping by leaps and bounds to the point where you look at it. People, clients, we have lots of clients all over the country that we work with, their, we help them with their finances. And they say the same thing every time when they're new to compound interest. They say, there's no way these numbers can be, I can't, there's no way I could have that much money over 20 years. There's no way I could, there's no way. And we say, well, that's the magic of compound interest. It's unbelievable. Well, I think if people, Almost. I think if people were taught this way of thinking about compound interest earlier, they would have understood it. But if you ask the average person on the road, explain compound interest, they fumble a little bit, I think, because they've had such a negative relationship with compound interest with their credit cards. Because you truly, yeah. if you don't make your, if you don't make more than a minimum payment on your credit card, you will never pay it off. Right. They they plan that. I mean, and some of the credit cards go from seventeen percent to twenty two percent, and the, you know they always give you a minimum. They purposefully give you a minimum. If you don't make extra payments to the principal, you literally will never pay it off. And so I think when people think compound interest, you know they're thinking that credit card or that car payment or that mortgage payment. Right. And so I think that's why they can't explain it because all they see is that they're just having to pay more and more. But if you ever, if we were taught this from the very beginning and how it could work for you, then everyone would be able to explain it because we would start investing when we were 15 or 16. Oh and now we see bank statements going, I love compound interest because I'm not doing anything. I'm letting that money sit in the vehicle and I'm watching it grow every single statement. Then everyone would know how compound interest and everyone would want to know and share it with other people. Yeah. And I, I definitely think that's why most people don't really truly understand compound interest. Yeah, well, once you actually see it in action through an illustration, the best way, wouldn't you say, is a financial illustration? Oh, definitely. That's the best way to understand it because you, you can't believe it when you see it. It, it. Again, in the beginning, it's like the old saying, you know, probably a lot of people probably heard this, you know, would you rather have a million dollars or a penny a day okay. doubled every single day? Right. And that's an old thing, right? And if you've ever seen the numbers on that, by day 26, you don't right. have hardly any money. And all of a sudden, day 27, day 28, it just starts going just crazy. And it's way more, it's like $3 million. It's so if I remember crazy. right, it's like it's crazy. It's so crazy. And people go, I want the million dollars, a penny a day, doubled every day for 30 days. Mm-hmm. But it actually compounds so much that you have over $3 million. Yeah. And so once you understand that, now going back to being in business with your partner, this is something you both have to understand. Because when you make financial decisions together, now you're saying, okay, well, let's make a capital investment, Don. You know, let's, um, you know, let's invest in a you know, uh, you know, whatever, a new building on the property or something like that. Okay, how much is it going to cost us? Well, let's say it's a, a small building and just for to make it easy, $100,000. Okay, well, Dawn and I, because we work in, in the financial field every day, what we're thinking is not $100,000. No. <laughs> what we're thinking is, okay, we put $100,000 into that, now we have a building. Okay, but, but can we afford 
afford the $100,000. That is not the conversation we have. No. Because we understand compound interest. Now, now follow me on this if you're if you're lost, if you're thinking, I don't, I don't get where you're going with this. This, it can be a little, it's nonlinear. It's a little confusing. It can be. But once you lock it down, you'll never be the same, right? You can't. You, you can't, can't go back. Be the same. You can't put the genie back in the bottle once you, you understand You can never finance. buy something again without thinking of this concept. Yeah. Because, so walk okay. them through it. Walk them through it. Keep going. Yeah. They're so, gonna miss it. so now we say, well, do we have the, no, if we didn't understand compound interest and let's say we would say, okay, well, can we afford the hundred thousand dollars? Can we, can we afford the money to pay for the building? And then we, the answer would be yes or no. But when you understand compound interest, what you say is, okay, um, let's say, Don, let's say we don't do the building. We don't take the 100000 there. We take the $100,000 and we put it into a financial instrument. And let's say that financial instrument's rate of return is 9%, okay, or 10%, like the market average is pretty much across the board over, you know, 100 years. So let's say, to make it easy, we'll say it's 10%, okay? So at 10%, 10 years from now, with that compound interest rate locking in monthly, Okay, those gains locking in monthly, getting a 10% rate over 10 years, that's how much money would we have if we put the money in that, that $100,000 in the financial instrument as opposed to the building? Okay, 10 years from now, we have a building still, which is good. For whatever reason, we're going to have the building. Okay, hopefully it makes some money. Uh, but Or we could, how much money would we have? Would it be $105,000 or one hundred fifty? It would be, I, we don't have the illustration in front of us, but it would be yeah. let me a just, giant number. Yeah, so just let me clarify, uh, for those of you who are not in the industry, an illustration is just simply uh, plugging in numbers in a software package that you can do online, just like kind of figuring your mortgage. So you just plug in, if I want to put in $300,000, at 6% interest, the illustration would show you what compound interest would do over 20 years. Yeah, you just so, need a compound interest calculator, basically. Right. You could do that, too. I mean, mm-hmm. you just, you just they have yeah. them online. You can, just, you can do it online. Yeah, it's just, online for free. You won't believe it. So take the $100,000, do it over 10 years. Now, after 10 years, we either have a building or we have this $100,000 that's been that's been compounding, interest has been compounding for 10 years, locking in monthly gains at, at a rate of return of, say, just for you know argument's sake, 10%. Well, I, I don't have the in front of me, but it would be a substantial number. Let's call it two hundred thousand dollars. Okay, I would say after ten years, it's probably somewhere in the name. It's more than you think typically. Let's say it's twenty years, then do a twenty-year run. Okay, with it, the building we have at twenty years, or we have the hundred thousand dollars compounding at ten percent over twenty years. Now, whatever that number is, that's the real cost of the building, not the hundred thousand. Now the question is, so when we have this conversation, we run it through a compound interest calculator and we say, let's say it's $300,000 over 20 years. Can we afford it? Is the building worth $300,000? Because if it's not, we can do this for 20 years and have the 300000 in cash. Now we make a totally different decision. It's like when people buy cars, you know, like right now the, the hot car or one of the hot cars um, is uh, the Corvette because they're really cool cars, right? And they're, and they're Super cool They're looking. super cool. But they super, are, super cool they're looking. a little pricey too. Um, every time they were supposed to be sixty grand, and every time I see one, it's over a hundred thousand dollars. Call it a hundred thousand dollars, okay? Can you get? Can you? Is it a hundred thousand dollars, or is it more over a ten? year Even period? if you paid cash. You so I'm cash. not saying if you're taking the no not taking oh, yeah. the, no. Right. I mean it, that's even it's worse. A lot more if you it's don't even a lot cash. more. We're talking about, about you paid cash for a hundred thousand right. dollars, and now you've got this really super cool car, which may be worth it to some people. Sure, if you got a lot, so of, if money. You got a lot of money. Um, but what that hundred thousand dollars could do for you over ten years at ten percent? Right. That's the real cost of. I can set your whole retirement up. That's the thing. So it's like yeah. these things we just spend money on, you think, well, it's only this much. No, it's not. Because the opportunity cost 
of the car or the building in this case, in these cases, is the real cost, the actual cost. So when you have this conversation with your partner, you're talking about real costs in the real world as opposed to what it looks like, what, you know, when most people that don't understand compound interest really, uh, really think the cost is. Right. This is how the rich get richer. And I guys. think this show should just be on compound interest because oh, I, I, I don't want to go too far and I don't want to go too long. But would you, I love your um, story when you're you, changing when the you show, talk about. Like right in the middle, like you can't do that. Hunter. You can't keep going to Hunter. Hunter said I could. So, will you tell him the story? You're very bossy. You're very bossy. Mm-hmm. You always have been. Yeah. Actually, one okay. of our clients sent Dawn a thing, you know, those things on the desk? Like, you have your, you know, you like your name, you have the nameplate. She sent one that says Miss Bossy Pants. No, Miss Bossy. Miss Bossy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pants mm-hmm. or just bossy? Just bossy. Just Miss Bossy. And Don's like, I wonder why she'd send this to me. I go, gee, I have no idea. Someone I mean, that's needs crazy. to take charge of this show. Yes, there, there you All go. Right. See, there it is right there. We really so ought to put it in the front tell of Tell them table uh, the story that you explained when you're on stage about when we go in and make deposits. Do your $100 deposit. And, and how much you're getting on the $100. And most banks right now are less than 1%. And then what they do when they give you a credit card. Yeah, sure. I love this story, guys. You're going to learn a lot from well, this. Well, I did this on stage last night, but it's, it's an old story but that I've told for a long time. But, you know, ba- basically what we tell people, and they don't, we say, I say it in the media all the time, and the media doesn't usually like it, but rich people don't put their money in banks. They just don't. Oh, do they have bank accounts? Of course, because it's very convenient to have access to a to a small number, you know, small amount of cash in a bank for ATM reasons or whatever like that, just for convenience. But their real money is not in a bank. Why? Because banks don't pay any returns. Their returns are terrible. The average return right now as we speak is 0.05%. 0.05. Okay, our bank, <laughs> our bank, and we can say the bank is right. what they can do. So We're the biggest suckers of everyone out there. We're the biggest suckers there. ever. It's Regions Bank, because we have hardly any money in it. But Regions Bank is our bank here in, near, in Atlanta here, and they're 0.01. That means for our money to double, it takes 7,200 years. They're paying us nothing. They're basically getting our money for free. That's the I know it's the next thing, but I'm, okay. I, will you change the show. Okay. I had this whole thing planned out. Okay. Anyway, so Miss Bossy Pants changed the show, so now I've got to go a different direction. But anyway, so, the, so this, this, uh, this example we say is, okay, I'm going to go into a bank, and I'm going to open up a passbook savings account. Like most people do, right? This is what my parents did. Their parents did. I mean, pretty much the FDIC guarantees it, 250000 I can't lose my money. So I go in and I'm feeling really good. I'm going to open up my savings account, feeling good about myself. And they say, yeah, yes. Can we help you? And I say, yes, I'd like to make a deposit. Matter of fact, I'd like to open up a passbook savings account. Yeah. And they say, well, fantastic, Mr. Seabold. How can we help you? I said, well, I have a deposit. I have some cash. And it's, you know, I mean, I don't want to say too much here, but it's a large amount. And I say, well, we're ready for large amounts. If we have to back up the truck, we will. And I say, well, you may have to. And uh, and here it is. Well, what would you like to? How much you like to deposit? And I say a hundred dollars. And they say, okay, we're 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 prepared to to take that kind of money in. So I have 20, 40, 60, 80, right, a hundred. And they take it and they give me in exchange a little book, a little passbook savings account, right? And I got my name in the account. I'm feeling pretty good about myself. And uh, and they say, well, you know, it's it's we're just so glad to have you as a as a new customer, you know, in the passbook program. And as as a result, you are now VIP. Yes. Which I expected for a hundred dollar deposit, right? And they say, matter of fact, you've qualified as a VIP customer. You've qualified for our Regions Bank credit card program. And you have a five thousand dollar limit because you are a VIP. And I say, well, I appreciate it. You know, I, I kind of expected that with that level of deposit. And they say, yeah, fill it out, and then 
you have five thousand dollars. You can you know pay anything you want on it, and uh, you know thanks for coming to the bank. And I'm walking out, and there's a bowl of suckers right there. <laughs> there's a bowl of suckers, and, and what kind of suckers are they? Well, they're dumb they're dumb suckers. They're trying to tell you. They're trying to tell you. They're trying to. Tell you're trying you. to tell you you're being a dumb dumb, but we don't get it. You know, I take a butterscotch, and I say, "Can I have two? They said, "Well, hundred dollar deposit. You can have as many as you want." You know, right? So I take two, and I'm feeling pretty big. It's, Thank you, Mr. Seabold. And they're laughing, and I'm thinking, oh, we're just happy to have me as a customer, I guess, right? So what do they do now? Okay, I'm the sucker that put the money in the bank at 0.01%. But it turns out, Dawn, that there are many suckers. I know. You know how much money is in passbook savings accounts right now, 2022? $10 trillion. Sitting there. Sitting there. Making no money. Making no money. Now, the bank <laughs> happens to be making a lot of money because what do they do? Well, that credit card I filled out, that I got the $5,000 limit, you know what the percentage rate is right now? Average, 17.4%. So here's what they did. Just think about this. Banks make nothing. Brilliant. They make it's absolutely genius. It's a total ripoff, but it's 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 genius. They make nothing. They produce nothing. They take our money in, give us nothing for it, basically, or pennies on the dollar in interest, and then they loan it back to us in the form of a credit card or a home loan or a car loan or you know any other you know home equity loan, whatever. And uh, and and they we get point zero one and they get seventeen point four. Right. Can you imagine why banks are rich? They're the richest entities in the history of the world. The, re the financial industry is a trillion-dollar industry. They make the spread. That's why they're so rich. They, make, they have no cost, hardly. And so they're loaning our money back to us. And we say, and I can buy a passbook savings account, and I think I'm a financial wizard, and I'm a complete idiot. But, but I'm not the only sucker, it turns out. Almost the entire country is doing the same thing. $10 trillion. You know, the whole economy is only $17 trillion. That's an enormous, it's just a, an unfathomable amount of money. People don't know. People don't know because we're not taught. So we're all happy that we're at the bank. Rich people don't do that. They don't go to banks. They, not, that's crazy. Once you understand these things, the problem is, like you said, it's not our fault. They don't explain it to us. Why? The financial lobby doesn't want it taught in schools. They've been blocking it for years. Because the more ignorant we are, the richer they get. It's a ripoff. So if you're feeling angry right now, you should be angry. Right. It pisses you off because you realize you're being ripped off and you don't really know it until someone teaches it. That's why we wrote this book. This is how money works book because we wanted to really educate people and the thing sold 500,000 copies or, you know, just a little over that now. Um, and because people are understanding it and they're getting angry at the banks and they're, they're, they're working with financial professionals, which we highly recommend whether it's us, our firm, or it's someone, you know, that you trust and you like and all that, whatever it is, don't try to navigate this alone. You know, um, the concepts are simple, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would get the book first. But you need so help. If you have someone that you enjoy working with, and, and or it's a friend or a relative that's a financial advisor or in the financial services industry, I would definitely get the book, read the book, educate yourself, uh, because the better, more educated you are, the better questions you'll have for that person and the better decisions you'll make. And it doesn't take long to read it, although um, our niece last night, uh, I gave I gave her one of the books, and she's like, "Can we have it on audio?" <laughs> oh, really? I said, "It only takes an hour and a half to read." Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so for those of you who don't like to read, it's just an hour and a half. We do not have it on audio, but I, I would definitely just you know closing out what I have to say about this is read the. I mean, if you read this book, it, chances are you'll never make a financial a bad financial decision again, Unless at you, least without yeah. knowing the, the the consequences of your actions. Yeah, if you if you make one, you'll you'll, you'll do it on part. You'll say, yeah, "Well, I just yeah. want to buy the Corvette because right, right. you know got six months." to live and I want to buy the Corvette. Well, then buy the Corvette. But at least you know what the actual cost 
of the Corvette is right. or whatever your big screen. It could go down to big screen TV. I remember a couple of years ago, Dawn comes home. This is like now 10 years ago. She says, I want to get red bottom shoes. And I'm like, red bot, what? What do you mean red bot? What the heck is red bot? You know, I didn't, I never heard of it. And it was uh, Christian Louboutin. Christian Louboutin. She's, well, he's a designer, blah, 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 blah Paris, blah, 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 whatever. I'm like, what? I bought my shoes at Marshall's. First of all, Hunter, have you ever what? heard me talk like that? Ever? Stop bringing ever. Hunter into you. are always like, I don't talk like that. That's, well, it sounds like that to me, <laughs> okay. pants. So she goes, oh, so, so she says, yeah, no, the, oh, all the girls at the club have. <laughs> she doesn't really say that, but it sounds funny. <laughs> You know, she yeah, because I'm such a fashion design, dress design, yeah. designer dresser. Yeah, yeah, well, I shop at Marshalls, which is a high end, you know. I do too. That's why I've retailer. seen you. That's why I I've like seen Marshalls. You. I do too. So it's the best value ever. I agree. Anyway, in our show. But I said that on Fox Business Network one time. You and did Stuart, not. With Stuart Varney. I did. You said. Stuart Varney said, how, how rich are you? Remember that? I did. We were in New York on yeah. the set. And Stuart Varney said, How rich are you? I said, You've got to be kidding me. I'm a small business guy. I said, I shop at Marshalls. I thought he was going to kill me. Yeah, I remember. I was on that show so many times. I wanted you to turn to him and say, How much do you make? He used to get really mad at me. He did, yeah. Because I, I wouldn't say what he wanted me to say. Right. You know, right, and then right. he's, he was a nice I guy. I wish you to turn to him and say, how much do you make? Yeah, well, you got to be careful. Of You're the guest. Not. I'm, I'm the guest. He's the host. I've been on the, I was on that show 20 times in I one know. year. I know. So I got to be careful. And uh, but I haven't been on it for a while. But anyway, so red bottom shoes. So so those. So I look them up. Okay, Christian. I forget actually the, in the real story. She didn't really say, but something about Christian. Had, uh, came I just up. had a special event. And special it was, event. And, and they had something. some really cool shoes that would match my outfit. And ladies, okay, ladies understand. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was going to a formal, and um, I wanted the shoes to match an, uh, a gown. Oh. A gown that so way. they have to have red bottoms. How does that match the gown? No, it just happened to shoe? match the. I'm, <laughs> it's a bottom of the shoe. How do you see this? Some people looking at. And the just so you know, it rubs off. <laughs> it doesn't even stay on. It does. Oh, then, oh, I can't, don't even tell me that after I bought those crazy shoes. $900 I mean, not all of it, for not these all shoes. Of it rubs $900. Totally worth dollars. it, ladies that made my outfit. Yeah, women totally all worth know red bottom shoes. Totally worth it's it. It's crazy. You guys well, all and like, other, you go, go to the school or something, they teach you all these they're, things. They're very comfortable. Oh, I'm they're sure they are. Heels. They better be comfortable. <laughs> for my Marshall shoes are comfortable. Uh, did you have a nine hundred dollars for did shoes? You are you a, out of your mind? Did you have a point with this story? My point is: is the actual cost of the shoe nine hundred dollars, or is it more? Because if you put it the same thing with compound interest, so now the effective cost over years is probably in the thousands. Well, certainly in the thousands of dollars. Does actual it, cost. Yes, but th- my happiness. Was worth Your the nine hundred. Yes, kids, I'm very happy pay. at Marshalls, and I get shoes for thirty five bucks. <laughs> and you and know, I'll that's paint what, them red if you buy oh, them there. I'll paint on. them. I, know, spray, I don't shop like that. I'll go to like Home that. Depot and get a can of red spray paint. I'll paint them red. You can tell all your friends are red bottom shoes. I don't shop like that normally. Luckily for me. Anyway, so you guys get the idea. So, matter of fact, you know what? Um, if you guys don't have a financial person, or you, or and you want to read this book, and you're not a financial person yourself. We get financial. Do not give this book out. Do not. Do not. You can't be a financial person. Guys, don't don't email me. I'm not sending it. Steven doesn't know how. Steven doesn't know how. Don't tell Don. Yeah, Steven, you don't know how to do that. I can send. I've I've gone to the post office. I know where it is. Do you know how many people we would have to send that book out to? I can do it. What? Okay, y'all heard that. Steve Seabold will send you a free copy. I will put it in an envelope and mail. I know how to. I used to do that years ago. Okay, Steve Seabold will send you a free copy if you will let us know that you want a copy of this book. But you can't be a financial person. Don't be a financial. We get insurance agent, financial people. Send me a book. Buy your own book. Amazon. Amazon, seventeen bucks. But if you're not and you want and you want to help, I'll I'll send you a book. Donald probably package it up though. <laughs> nope, y'all heard it. If you don't get the book, you're gonna know why. Anyway, because I did. I said no. 
I was going to say study compound interest. You really don't have to. Just read this book, right. okay? I mean, honestly, um, and 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 if you if you're so inclined, honestly, I mean, just for fun, pour a drink, pour a glass of wine one night, and and take down, write down f- the five things you want to buy next. Go to a go to get it on your computer. Go to a, or your phone, whatever, and go to a, the compound. Just a, type in and Google free compound interest calculator. calculator. Just compound interest mm-hmm. calculator, and 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 plug in the number and a percentage rate that you think you can get. And you know, if you're working with a financial person, you're going to get eight ten percent if they mm-hmm. know what they're doing. Okay, right. should you should it returns even conservatively. All right, mm-hmm. so pr- plug in ten percent. That's some annual mar- average market return. That's easy across. to figure out. Ten percent, <laughs> and let the calculator figure out, and then say this over five years, over ten years, over twenty years. If I kept this, whatever you're going to buy. But I didn't buy it. I put this into an instrument. How much money would it have? That's the actual cost of what you're buying. Mm-hmm. The real cost in the real world. And, and again, just to bring this all the way home, do that and just you'll be blown away. You won't be able to sleep. It really throws you off. You start thinking, do I really need the new big screen TV? Do I really need the new model car or phone or whatever? Um, and again, if, if you've got more money to know what to do with, then, then fine. But you know, for the, re- the rest of us mere mortals that have to watch money, um, it's, it's, a, it's a great exercise. It really is. So, and, then, and again, bringing it home to the relationship is really about talking when you're negotiating back and forth or whatever you want to call it, discussing investments in a business, which you're always discussing, of course. You know, um, discuss it in real terms. These are, these are the, the real costs, the actual costs of this money, this capital expenditure you're about to make and discuss that with your partner. Now can we afford it? The Corvette at $100,000, that's a lot of money. The Corvette at $200,000, that's a Ferrari or that's a, not a Ferrari probably, but a, that's a lot more expensive car. So if you can afford, if you can afford the actual cost, God bless you. Go buy it. You know, but it's a totally different conversation when you totally say different. It really is. A- and then now you're really operating at a higher level the way really millionaire entrepreneurs operate. Absolutely. Yeah, it's different. So mm-hmm. anything else about compound interest? Nope. Okay. We'll talk more about, we're going to go into, into greater depth. You're right. We probably should spend a show on each Oh my goodness. What did he just say? <sighs> So you're so we have irritating. It on tape. You know you don't even have to you're say. You're just it. so irritating. We got that on tape. We got that on yeah, tape. Yeah, really. Good. We'll cut this part out. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for watching the show, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>